0: Amy McCoskey, I am so excited to have you and your vibrant, bright energy on. Welcome, my
1: love. Good morning, and thank you so much for allowing me to be present with you today.
0: Oh, it's an absolute delight. I met you at the Soho House at our dear friend Nita's book signing of that sucked. Now what? Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> It was brilliant. And right away, you and I locked eyes and I was like, who are you?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And vice versa. repeated right
0: back to you. <laughs> you are bold and brave and authentic
1: AF. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think, I think the reason why you see that is because you offer such to me. So ah. I honor that and celebrate that.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I I appreciate your vibrancy. I appreciate your color. You're just, you really do show up, giving permission for everyone to show up as them.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's quite the journey to get there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We're going to go through that. I'm super excited. Uh, This point, you are a certified holistic personal transformational strategist and facilitator. You have said something to me that I, uh, literally wrote down and took notes of is people live a lifetime of wanting to be seen and heard. Yes. It was powerful.
1: The three basic human needs are to be seen, heard, and loved. And, Mm. um, I think as human beings, we get taught so very young that we're just supposed to fit in the mold that we were created for or expect to be, um, sitting in for whether it's our family's traditions or whether it's our role and our in our position or whether it's our personality that gets developed very very young but it's not necessarily our unique fingerprint it's just what's taught to us and so living through life through whatever experiences that they get there's that yearning within for something more because it's already inside of us and we just want to give birth to it so yes I, I, many of my, probably most of my clients live in that existence until we can unleash it. So it's been a lot of fun. It's a fascinating
0: journey being a human. Like we have these burning desires to be ourselves and then we're somehow taught that being ourselves isn't safe. Right. Right. Or, uh, yeah, isn't rewarded. Being unique isn't rewarded. And then later on in life, we're like, oh, no, my uniqueness is what makes me great. But it's this funny journey we all have to travel.
1: It is. It's magnificent. And it's interesting that in our human journey, it usually takes much later in life for us to figure out that something rubs wrong, that the gift that we're getting in our challenges and our struggles are wrapped in sandpaper. And it is uncomfortable. <laughs> and huh. so learning how to embrace that and still be willing to accept that gift and be present to move forward is, is definitely a new language for most to figure out. Can you walk
0: someone through that journey then of self-acceptance? Like, what does that look like? Where do you, you begin with kind of like keeping your, your uniqueness to yourself?
1: Absolutely. And then how do you peel that layer of, what do you call, sandpaper? (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, we all think of a present, something beautiful, wrapped in the most beautiful paper in the world, with bows and all kinds of fanciness on them. And sometimes a gift can be wrapped in sandpaper, where when we get it, we touch it and we go, ah, what am I supposed to do with this? This is uncomfortable. And our ego, our, our frontal lobe of our brain goes, that's uncomfortable, stay away from it. Um, and so, as we grow as as human beings and go through our day, get up, go through the same routine, get out of the same side of the bed, walk the same seven steps to the bathroom, brush our teeth, do what we do every morning, and expect that we're going to have a magnificent day when the last twenty days have not been magnificent. If we're not doing something different, we can't expect our brain to reflect back onto the memories that we give it to bounce off of and move forward. And so that's where you asked, how is it that we start our own authentic journey? That we have to, number one, know what our passions and desires are. What is it that drives us to want more? Not what is it that we do every day? Um, Usually in that, you discover throughout your day through awareness By, hey, what am I doing that maybe rubs me wrong? What am I doing that makes me uncomfortable? What am I doing that makes me feel like I have to dim my light? And once you figure those things out, it's very easy to uncover what those passions and and desires are. And that's really the first step. Because if we don't know what those are, how can we create a vision for what we're seeking for and what we're acting for? towards during our day and visualizing and wanting for more. I love that. Super important to do that exploration
0: work of like, what is having me play small? Often it's an inner dialogue, right? Yeah. Like you're saying your ego wanting to keep you playing safe because its job is to keep you alive. (laughs) Yeah. And playing big is sometimes dangerous and you can get ostracized and, you know, there's, there's, there's potential dangers.
1: Absolutely. And the unknown is scary. The unknown is scary. People like habits. They Mm -hmm. like security. They like knowing what's going to happen. And when you ask them to take a risk or to take radical action in a direction that they wouldn't usually do, there is great hesitation. And there's a lot of prep work that we have to do in advance of that which is why if my clients could do it on their own, but because I've done this for quite some time now and experienced it for myself multiple times in life because our journeys don't just happen once and then we reach the top of the mountain and we're done. That's not at all, unfortunately, part of the human journey. We have lots and lots of peaks and valleys that are in between the mountains. And so it's a constant up and down and exploration of ourselves. And when we really want more and those passions are great enough, nothing gets in your way. Absolutely. You said something
0: really important is doing something differently. Yes. And, and that's the key. If you want a different result, right? We want to yes. have to do something differently. And I'm, I'm actually working with a client right now who has been drinking Every day of his life, and so I have him committed to just Monday through Friday, no drinking. Friday evening, he can have his glass of wine. Magnificent that good. subtle shift. He woke up this morning, and he was he. His neighbor caught him dancing, and he's <laughs> like, "I don't dance. Like I wake up grumpy usually because of the alcohol, right? right? He wake. He would normally wakes up hungover." And she's like, wow, what's going on with you today? You're jamming. He's like, oh, shit. I didn't even realize. I'm." I'm like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, was- and I love that. I love that because that encouragement, that's really one of, uh, one of the four steps that I focus on is celebration. And so when we take those micro wins and when we have that first, <clears throat> even a baby step, When we have that first step in the right direction and we can see that we're doing what we thought was impossible, we need to be celebrating ourselves, And that goes right along with the the human needs of being seen, heard, and loved. If we don't show up for ourselves first, we're gonna be waiting a lifetime for the rest of the world to do it for us. Mm. So it is so important that as we go that we pause And we do celebrate and we dance after we woke up and we didn't have the desire for something that we've done consistently for so many years and really dabbled with something unknown. That's magnificent. Isn't I
0: celebrate him for that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was so excited. Someone else that was on this podcast said that they jiggle their butt while they brush their teeth in the morning. And I was like, that is the greatest way to start. <laughs> he, like, he, dances. <laughs> he dances while he brushes his teeth in the morning. I was like, what a beautiful way to like bring in joy. You cannot jiggle your butt and Absolutely. not be happy.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to say, it's, it's, I think it's even scientifically proven. Somebody gave me a word once that is about jiggling your butt and there's actually something in that movement that triggers a different chemical in your brain that you can't ignore. I love it. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's it's
0: subtle shifts and like, boom, look at that. You start your day off with joy and gratitude and appreciation that you're alive and you get this beautiful day and you get to be of service today. You know, the shifting, that's another one, shifting from have to to get to. Just simple word changes, right? Creates massive shifts in your mindset.
1: Absolutely. I think it's amazing too, because could you imagine how viral it would go if you were at work and all of a sudden you did something magnificent or completed the task that you thought you couldn't do and got up and started twerking at your desk? I mean, can you not (laughs) tell me that everybody around you would not wonder what's going on? And it would be contagious. So, why in the world are we not as human beings creating that first ripple? Why are we not waiting to shine unapologetically and give everything that we have, not caring or worrying what in the world that somebody else is going to do for our approval? The irony there
0: is that we look up and respect the people that have this level of confidence to just show up bright. We're like, damn, he's a badass, right? She's amazing because she has the confidence to not care about what other people think. And yet here we are caring about what other people think. And we're keeping ourselves playing small. Amen.
1: Amen. I love exactly. And that's what that's what I do is just bring that awareness to people. And usually when you call them on it, they're like, No, I don't do that. And then they go to their next day, and the first message I get is, Wow, I didn't realize how much I do that. And so Bringing that awareness to, you know, what it is that we do and and slowing down enough to pay attention to what's happening instead of being in do mode. I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do. We've got to take it back to being present. And instead of doing, being, because we weren't born as human doings. That's not what we're called. We're called human beings for a reason. And so really honoring that going forward go there a little deeper what does that look like how do you just be
0: versus do cuz we're we live in a an accomplishment driven world right we we get rewards from our parents when we achieve stuff so it's it's hardwired in our brain that we are worthy when we accomplish yeah. things so there's rewiring that has to happen in order to embrace just being
1: by all means and so part of that for me and in my process has been along the journey, that I first of all visualize in my day what I want from my day. And while I'm doing that, I almost create checkpoints for myself that require me to be more present to make sure I don't miss them. So I do celebrate when I do get there. And so in my whys and my passions and my drivers, when that forecast is part of my day, I'm waiting for those moments to celebrate. I'm seeking for Working towards completion so that I can celebrate because I'm enjoying how that feels. I'm enjoying those endorphins being released. And so, in the awareness step, it comes to slowing down and taking pauses throughout your day, which is very easy to do because we're supposed to be doing movement every 30 minutes, 30 to 60 minutes during the day, anyway. So in your, okay, my timer went off, I've worked for 45 minutes, I need to stand up and stretch. Okay, what have I done in the last 30 to 45 minutes that I really need to give myself kudos for and celebrate while I'm stretching and celebrate while I'm getting fresh air or while I'm grinding and really just slowing down your day And, and making sure that each of those elements are present is where it becomes very, very easy and almost automatic without being robotic to allow those things to have space in our day.
0: Mm, Beautiful. While you were talking, I was hearing the person listening that maybe didn't have something in their day. They didn't feel like they had something to celebrate. Like how do you speak to them to get, bring more joy and to, to make that transition to um, focus on what they could celebrate. Right.
1: Absolutely. So for for me, um, about twelve years ago, it was challenging for me to even just simply get out of bed, mm. um, not even having the desire or the drive to be alive, to exist. And um, in that pain and in that loneliness, I went through an ikigai session and talk to myself about where everything has place in my world. And at one point, um, that message was given to me that I needed to slow down because I am so good at just being robotic and getting up and doing what's required to, to get through the day, to just be able to fall back asleep again. And so in that process for me individually, I had to actually celebrate getting out of bed. Mm. I stopped long enough to either give myself a pat on the back or a great big hug or a yes, you know, whatever it was to ignite my heart, to go, you know what, Amy, you are good. You you've made a huge step. And then when I would get to the shower and take my cold shower and go, okay, now I'm, now I'm a little bit more awake and brush my teeth, I would pause long enough to say, you are ready for the day. You brushed your teeth, you took a shower, You're ready. Literally micro wins are what's necessary. And I think when we give space to those small items, it's amazing what happens internally when we also become our own hero because we're showing up for ourselves and we're celebrating ourselves and we're not waiting on somebody outside saying, Amy, you're good. Amy, you're enough. Amy, I love you. I did it for myself. Mm. It's magical, it's truly magical on many, many levels.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that that's the lesson I've learned in my lifetime is is shifting from that external validation, the need for external approval, to really giving it to myself and knowing who I am. And I walk into a room completely different now like I, I I walk into a networking or a party and I seek to shower someone else with love you know I, I'm not there like before I would have been trying to share all my credentials now it's and now it's uh I walk in and I'm like who needs my support who can I uh, acknowledge for their greatness you know and I really seek to give instead of receive. I and it's it. because I've been giving to myself enough. Like I know who I am now. I've gotten all that self-doubt limitation committee. In my yeah. <laughs> Chris Lee, yeah. itty bitty shitty committee. It <laughs> in
1: is. Your that, head. You, have, value, you just have to silence them. No, you do not get permission. You do not get permission. And, and <laughs> nor do you even have much to say because... Sure, we
0: make mistakes, but mistakes are part of the journey where then you become an expert, right? Every expert has failed. That's why they're an expert, because they messed up and they know what not to do, right? (laughs) And how not to handle something. And and that's how we learn as humans. So can we be more graceful with our past and accepting and forgiving and and then move forward with more love and appreciation of who the magnificence of who we are.
1: Oh, I love that. Yes, yes. And I think the magic behind that is learning that the memories that are in our mind, that our brain reflects back to, to make a decision with, are attached to emotions and senses. And so when we can... Reflect upon a memory without that emotion charging us any longer. It's called wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so as we go through those journeys and we don't have to revisit an experience over and over again because we haven't learned the lesson from it yet. We can utilize that as a stepping stone to create a foundation underneath us to take the weight off of our shoulders and start standing up and seeing the horizon and the brightness that's ahead of us. Mm -hmm. And so that's the fun part, but it very much so is a journey. And it begins with micro wins. It begins with awareness of ourselves. It begins with loving ourselves first so that in the cup that we are given, that we are so grateful for, we can serve from our overflow instead of feeling like our cup is so empty that we can't give to anyone, let alone ourselves.
0: Yeah. Huge, 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 huge. What are some of your morning practices that get you really connected? Do you have a morning practice? I would assume you do.
1: I actually have a morning routine and an evening routine. Please Um, share. Because I require that discipline. (laughs) Um, My morning routine um, is, is, probably my saving grace. When I feel that my body um, is awake, which is usually somewhere between 3.45 and 4 (laughs) a.m. Every day, whether I like it or not, my body. Yeah, it's something in my time clock and it's always been that way, which makes it really, really hard to understand my depression years where I would just lay there. So um, now though, it is really exciting to feel that because immediately I turn over. My phone is within four feet of me because I, I'm really careful about energies and and distractions for me to sleep properly. But I also use my phone for um, some of my self-hypnosis throughout the evening, which is part of my evening routine that will touch. But my morning routine, I'll grab my phone and I have... Um, meditations, pre-recorded meditations. I have just simply sounds and music. And then I also have um, affirmations. And depending on what my heart tells me, first and foremost, I will go to that menu in my phone without necessarily looking at my phone or anything else, but just to turn that on. And I spend no less than an hour either doing my affirmation Doing quiet um, meditation and visualization to sounds that are specific to either healing or um, tapping a little bit deeper into my theta brain waves while I'm still in that half sleep mode or that pre recorded meditation. And I really truly believe that in that, we have to put our brain in the right state before we start our day. And if we immediately hop up and just go we don't have a plan we don't have a program we don't have a full battery and for me that meditation is my battery there's a joke that um one of the people that i that has truly ignited my journey dr joe dispenza says if you feel like you don't have time to meditate for 20 minutes a day then you need to be meditating for at least an hour <laughs> so I'm giving attention to that. And then when I reach the end of that, I take 15 minutes, usually 10 to 15 minutes to visualize my day. And I visualize the perfect day for everything that I know that has to happen. How is it going to work? How am I going to travel in between? Where am I celebrating? When do I get my chance to breathe? And then where is the fun? Where do I spend time talking to my inner child and saying, okay, this is your part of the day. This is our part of the day together to really make sure that I'm keeping the right focus for my intentions and for those passions. And then I go throughout the day making sure, like I spoke about earlier, personal celebration as I go, awareness of my body, how I feel, where are triggers popping up, where are emotions rubbing wrong, where do I have to tell myself, stop, breathe, change. And those are my three words. When I feel a little out of balance or what I call oob, um, I then say, stop, breathe, and change. What's so, oob? Oob is out of balance, O-O-B. Oh, <laughs> And so, <laughs> like, when I feel that, it's funny because <laughs> I put the words on paper and I was like, oob. I don't ever want to feel that way. Like, it's a gross oob. word.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oob. It brings Ooh. comedy to it.
1: <laughs> That's great. It does. And then it lightens the situation. and yeah. It makes it easier to manage. Love and that. so then I get through my day and my night routine is reflection. How did I do today? What can I do better tomorrow? Because every day for me, if I'm better than I was yesterday, then I'm miraculous. Mm. Then I am everything I need to be doing. And then I actually, depending on if I have a large project coming up or, something that feels a little overwhelming, I will actually visualize it before I go to bed and hand it in my visualization to my subconscious and my source and say, okay, now it's yours while I rest and while I refuel my body to give me an answer in the morning. So sometimes my meditation in the morning when I have just that music is because I feel that they're are downloads there Mm. for me mentally and emotionally to hear from my source to give me direction for what I need to do to plan my day. So it's beautiful when we're in tune with that source, whatever it may be, God, Allah, um, you know, Mother Earth, whatever people call it, that source for me is my triangle. There's me, my inner child, and my source. And that is my daily triangle throughout my day. And if I'm in touch with each one of them, there's nothing I can do that I'm not supposed to be doing.
0: I love that. I love that. Wow. What a powerful intentional day. That's what I'm hearing. You But I also wing it by
1: the seat of my pants. (laughs) When things come, not every day is like structured. I know what things are meant to happen, but I also wing it by the seat of my pants. And, yeah. and love it.
0: I love that. There, there's intention to, to the things that you know you want to create. Yeah. And then there's flow during the times that things flow. Right. Embrace it. Yes. Yes. So true. Really valuable. Well done. Thank and you. soon, soon, very exciting. You're going to have Wake Up With Nikki's to add to your
1: mix. Yes. <laughs> and I am. I'm looking so forward to those. Ah,
0: oh, so fun. Yeah, they're coming soon. And they're based on also mantras affirmations getting really connected to what makes you special. But let's celebrate your greatness.
1: What I'm excited about your morning with Nikki's is yeah. because sometimes we wake up feeling gross. Sometimes mm. we wake up feeling oob. Sometimes we wake up where we didn't get to bed in time or the night before there were things that were unsettled and didn't have closure. And sometimes we struggle with that. And I think in our celebrations for ourselves, we need to celebrate duality. Mm. We need to celebrate our messy along with our miraculous. We need to celebrate that it's okay to be off. It's okay to not feel beautiful. It's okay to be overwhelmed because those are all very real emotions and if we don't allow space for all of those emotions then we're selling ourselves shit yeah
0: yeah there's a a spectrum to being human right and if we can accept the 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 moments of anger uh, and emotional outburst and not saying that people can walk around being angry and outburst all the time but um But that if you do feel that um, emotional charge, like, can you embrace it and be like, ooh,
1: there's something here for me to explore? Yes, (laughs) yes. And that's the awareness. That's the awareness that I talked about. Being aware of those triggers, being aware of not just the triggers emotionally and mentally, but how does your body feel? Yeah. Do you ache? Do you hurt? Do you feel swollen? Do you feel bloated? Do you, you know, those pains aren't just because we're overweight. Those pains aren't just because we didn't sleep well. Those pains from years and years and years of chemical buildup from our emotions being off, from our nutrition being off, from the experiences that we go through. And it's those hurdles internally that people don't realize can give physical freedoms when you give space for them and acknowledge them. Let them flow. Huge, huge.
0: Okay, wow. Thank you. Uh, so much wisdom out of you. And I know it's been a long journey to get here. You have eight children.
1: Yes. <laughs> You've given birth eight times. Oh. Yes, yes, I have. And um, I am from a family of 10 children. I'm third oldest of 10 I had a role in my family to take care of all of my siblings. And so because of that, everybody figured I've had enough with kids and I probably wouldn't have any of my own. (laughs) And you ended up with eight. (laughs) Yes. So I do. I have eight beautiful children. Um, Seven um, that I I gave birth to naturally um, with my first husband. I lost one. Um, very late in my pregnancy, which was quite a challenge, which is number eight. But I also was pleasantly gifted a a beautiful child in my second marriage. Very exciting that life has gifted us blessings that it has. But after 17 uh, very long years, I became very robotic and felt as if I was not doing my children justice by teaching them that self-care and self-love was not important. And I did become very unemotional and just went through my days. And I was a great mom um, to them. But in the very end of my marriage, it was very eye-opening that I had lost myself. And that was a hard reality to learn. Um, Very hard reality to learn at 35. And so... In that, there were some distractions after the divorce where, you know, you get your co-parenting time. They go to one parent, to another parent. And in that time, there's a lot of pain and emotion for each child and some scariness. We had some depression we were worried about with a couple of the children and, and just watched them very, very closely. There was some self-harm that took place and different things that no parent ever wants their child to experience. And so, In that love and trying to find those bounds and how to work things, um, children make decisions based on comfort and safety and feeling included. And sometimes the uncomfortable or the unknown doesn't make sense. And just like we spoke earlier for ourselves individually, we go to where where we can just safely be without doing much. Um, And so in that, there were some decisions that were made by my children that is very painful for me that I, um, at this moment in my life, having eight beautiful children and eight beautiful grandchildren, I really only truly have communications with two of them on a regular basis. And one of them, once in a blue moon, I'll hear from. So that allows me also to only have communications with two of my eight grandchildren Mm. people get excited about having children and then really excited about being a grandparent and so to have those removed from me is definitely a huge part of why I believe in taking personal control of what I have control over which is me and only me and knowing that in every interaction and communication that I have with whether it be my children or my family or other people that I speak in love and that I allow awareness and I honor those three needs of being seen, heard, and loved. And, and the pain doesn't stop. It doesn't go away. There's been many, many tears trying to figure out how it is that I can I can be who I am and stand here proudly and say, yes, I am an amazing mom. And yes, I am enough. And yes, I i learned along the way because I did the very best that I could do in every given moment that I had with the knowledge that I had. And I, I don't regret standing up for myself and teaching myself self-love. And if my children didn't understand it or if they needed security in another way, that's their choice. And I have to honor them for that. But I do promise that at that given moment where they would like to have communications with mom again, that I am open to having that family meeting, that rejoining, but that both sides of the story will be told Mm. and that I will honor them for sharing their pain their misunderstandings, their celebrations that I missed out on, their growth. But I too will get to share mine. And if they choose from that point to carry forward, to include me in their life, then that's magnificent. And if they don't, I did the very best that I knew how. And I know that ultimately in my joy that these children really aren't mine. I am only their mother during their earthly existence to be the one to love them and to mentor them. They came from divine existence and they will return to divine existence. And I just get to be privy to this magical part of birthing them into this and being the biggest part that I could be in all love And so there is a lot of pain, as you can see. Yeah. My voice still quivers and my heart still hurts and I still yearn for them and pray for them and, and want the very best for them.
0: There's mm. the Rumi quote, um, your children are not yours. They, they come through you if they did not belong to you. I'll and be. I can only imagine that's really tough as a mama. I mean, you worked really hard. You sacrificed a lot of your own pleasures and what you wanted to do with your life raising eight children and to then have an estranged relationship is, I can only imagine agonizing. Um, how do, is there something parents can do um, <laughs> to get through, to be more accepting or to be accepted?
1: Um, yeah, yes. Uh, I think first and foremost, is showing up for themselves, like we've talked about today, really knowing that they're in a solid place and that they are not allowing limitations from their own upbringing um, and in their own ecosystem to prevent them from being aware of themselves so that they can communicate their desires clearly. And then from that point, allowing space for our children sometimes we feel as parents we have to provide answers mm. and and we feel like because we are the parent we've got the answers well that's not true because every day that we are born back into our day we are given an opportunity to embrace whatever comes our way and if we're not aware of ourselves and to the point that we don't have the ability to be aware of our children, then of course, we're probably not going to get a positive. Mm. And I think that's the biggest thing in life is that we seek for relationships and people around us to fill voids. We go to the people that we think are going to give us the answer or the capacity for something we don't have ourselves. And like you spoke earlier, when we're looking in the external world for a solution, it's usually a pretty painful process. Even if not immediately, ultimately, you end up realizing that that's not the way things are supposed to be. And so we really, truly have to look within. It also is
0: a turnoff If someone comes in and it's obvious when there's like a need, it's like a neediness almost. There's a needy energy of like I need you to fill this void.
1: Absolutely.
0: And it's not an attractive um, place to be, both from the inside or the outside, right? Like it's yeah. What I also heard you say is that you have a story that maybe wasn't you didn't get the opportunity to share your side, you know, like your experience in all of this, and I wonder. I'm sure that's true and I wonder if there's any part of holding on to that story that is also creating separation.
1: Absolutely. I I believe that I think on both sides.
0: Yeah, on um, both sides, for sure on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I I believe that that want and that yearning to understand, to have answers that you can't have without communications. Um and and I you know, I, I'm very, very cautious in who I am and how I act that I don't place judgment with an unknown. I only know my own feelings. Hmm. My story is the only story I know. So until I get informed otherwise, all I can do is work with what I have. And instead of seeking to be completed by wanting to know my children, I have to be complete in myself myself. So that when that opportunity presents itself, I'm ready. Yeah, beautiful. And to say, I have loved you. I've never stopped loving you. And I do believe in you. And I've never stopped believing in you. And I have missed out on so many things that I would love to have known about. So please share them with me now. Give that. Mm. Share that with me.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. The stories part is a fascinating one because our brains are designed to fill in the gaps. So if we yeah. have a limited amount of information, our store, our brain will create the rest of the picture.
1: Yes, <laughs> right? and what we believe is the truth isn't the truth at all. <laughs> it's just
0: our version of reality. Yeah, the perception. it's fascinating.
1: The perception is so huge. i Huge. Um, in my program, where we talk about the first pillar, which is really embracing disruption and touching that oob. Um, yeah. Perception is a huge part of that. And yeah. how is it that we change our perception when we understand that there may be something that isn't true. It isn't facts.
0: I would love to see like a recorded account of all eight kids, you and your husband. So that's 10 people right. experiencing the same thing Let's say, like Christmas Day, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then to get them each to write out what happened that day and what it was actually like, you would have ten different
1: versions of that day. Yes. Yes, yes. and it's, it's all good. It's all. Good. It's all yeah. right. It's all. It's all valid. <laughs> That's it's the so amazing. So fascinating. Part of it. I love that. I. I've never thought of it that way, but you are so on point with that, Nikki. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: Well, thank you. And that actually answers my question really well is to to shed light on this fact that we each have our own experience of reality. And so if there's a disagreement, then you've got to get curious about what the other person experienced because
1: it's not the same thing that you did. And it's not what you think they experienced. Right. <laughs> huge. huge. Yes, huge for sure. Huge. And that's the only way that the world will ever be different is when we acknowledge that giving space to someone doesn't mean they're right or wrong. It just gives them space so that there's understanding and open communication. It doesn't mean we have to go, OK, you're right. I'm wrong. There, no, there is no right and wrong. Mm-hmm. It's emotional Attachment to experiences. And if we can allow each other that, the world would be such a different place.
0: Yeah. And there's an emotional attachment to thinking that our way was the right way. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like your, our ego is like, no, 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 it happened this way. And I'm right.
1: <laughs> so like, true. That's so
0: very true. That's and a dangerous slippery slope that gets us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You and I were speaking the other day, I don't know if you remember about my second book, so my first book will be published 2023. We're, we're on target, we're getting there. But my, that one is called "Unpack and Soar." And so it's getting rid of all those dead weights, cutting the, the, the sandbags off of the hot air balloons so you can just take off and Love do it. everything that it wants to do. Um, but book number two, we talked about the other day and, and, um, I don't have to be right was my original title for that one. Nikki, what, or Nikki, what did you share with me? You
0: said, I said, um, are you always right? Can you make it a question?
1: Yeah. Do you have
0: to be right? Do you have to be right? Yeah, exactly. That was it.
1: Instead of declaring, Mm -hmm. do you ask yourself that question? Do you
0: have to be right? Yeah. Yeah. And
1: that stopped me in my tracks. I was like, oh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's true. Our ego wants to be right. Like uh, we have to be right. Otherwise it's defeating. But it's Our not actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, that's the, op- the, the, the fun part is when you're like, what other perception can there be? Like exploring, like, and it's exciting. Like, yeah, show me a different way. Awesome.
1: Lean in. amazing. Yeah. And whether we gain it from other human beings through their journeys or whether we read it in a book or experience it for ourselves, knowledge is amazing. Yeah, if Our journey is supposed to be continual. There is no end point. You don't just get there. It, yeah. Even when you reach these heights of certifications and qualifications and being a doctor, being a doctor, it, it doesn't mean you stopped. That growth is still very present in your life just as much as it is mine.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I I can say this with confidence and, and without ego. I am an excellent teacher because I am an excellent student. Yes. Yes. Yeah? I will continuously study for the rest of my life because that's, I find so much joy in it. And that's what I, in my view, that's why we're here. I'm an explorer. I want to explore the world. I want to explore my consciousness. I want to explore what's possible. I want to explore AI. I want to think, you know, I want to just keep exploring and learning and growing and seeing what we can create in this lifetime. Super cool to me.
1: Well, I'm sure that that's why we connected, why our souls spoke to each other. We are very aligned in many ways.
0: Mm, I love that uh Amy okay last question if little six-year-old Amy were sitting next to you right now what would you say to her
1: that she is enough Mm. and that she is loved and that she is perfect in every way Mm.
0: Mm. (laughs) well I love you very 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 much already you are know, we're, we're new friends but very quickly close friends and um you're a magnificent woman that i appreciate and respect and i'm so proud of that you show up the way you do you emanate this vibration of acceptance and love and radical funness
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about
0: <laughs> thank you thank you for being you thank you for doing the work to get to where you are
1: You got it. And thank you for inviting me in your space and allowing me to share. Mm -hmm. Um, Very powerful thing to know that I do matter and what we do every day makes a difference. And so thank you. Thank you Mm -hmm. for who you are. And I honor you and I'm so excited and just elated for the things that you have coming out to continue expanding your impact on humanity. You're
0: a beautiful woman. Ah, thank you. I
1: will put all the links to your books in the
0: content, so make sure you guys check that out and all the ways you can find Amy and connect with her for her amazing coaching. What a blessing! Thank you guys for tuning in. I love you all.